Zeth, sun, sun. Zeth, sun. Zeth, truthless. Zeth, just Zeth. Zeth of Shinovar, once called the Assassin in White, had been reborn, mostly. The Skybreakers whispered of it. Nin, Herald of Justice, had restored him following his defeat in the storm. Like most things, death had not been Zeth's to claim. The Herald had used a type of Fabriel to heal his body before his spirit departed. It had almost taken too long, however. His spirit hadn't properly reattached to his body. Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book three, Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 90, 91, and 92. If you haven't caught up on your reading or you've picked the wrong episode, I would uh, suggest going back and making sure you do those things. You don't want to miss this. We're doing three chapters today. Um, I think it's our first POV with Zeth in a very long time. I'm very excited for Jack. I'm also very excited for you to enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and I think he's ready to destroy evil today. It's Jack. (laughs) I could destroy some evil. Capitalized. Yeah. All caps. You know how, you know, you can tell it's been a while since we've recorded that I literally fumble the intro. Like, that's how you can tell. (laughs) You can hear the, 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 the squeaky wheel has not been oiled in a while. Welcome. It has been it has been a bit. My apologies yeah. for being sick and oh, geez. coming back. Busy and, and yeah, yeah. So it's all good. <coughs> all that fun stuff. Yeah. So but glad to be back and recording again. Yeah. Um we got some pretty interesting chapters here, right? We do. Uh so Zeth being featured not just once. But twice. Yeah, if you haven't, uh, if you like uh, skipped past the spoiler warning earlier in the episode, we're doing three chapters today. Um, we're doing three chapters today and we're doing three chapters next episode too. Ooh. Yeah, these nice little groupings of these smaller episodes, uh, these smaller chapters are making a really nice juicy episode for us. So like Jack just mentioned, Zeth is sandwiching Kaladin in these chapters here. Yes. Yeah, so... And I was also surprised by the middle chapter that we're covering, ninety chapter 91, mm-hmm. that it begins with, with a flashback. Yeah. But it didn't say that it was a flashback. No, it's like Kaladin so, remembering that. Is remembering, right. Yeah. So... So that was kind of interesting because it took me a minute to to catch on to that. Mm-hmm. That um, usually there's a thirty years ago or seven years 12, ago, eleven years ago, yeah. six years ago. Yes, but this time it was it was him remembering, and so it just kind of launched into it. And I'm like, 
Tux. I mean, that's the guy that he was with in mm-hmm. Amram's army. Yeah. And it, it mentions Amram's ar- ar- army. And then I'm like, well, he's talking about his brother. Like we're, this is a flashback. Right. So that was cool to it's experience very neat, that. Right? And, like, <clears throat> and then of course it really does help to explain. I loved the, the last sentence, I think of that chapter where it was kind of explaining why Kaladin froze mm-hmm. because he realized he could take life. Right. Right. It wasn't and about the fear of taking the life. Not the or, fear. Or uh, of not being able to. It's the that fear he that he was able to. Yeah. yeah. I know. That was amazing. How easily, it, how easy it comes to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. really, really cool. I, um, there's a couple of things in that chapter that I can't wait to talk about mainly because yep. we, you know, we get these. We get these moments through the books where Cal is talking about, you know, the things he learned. And this is one of those mm-hmm. moments when we get to be there for a lesson. You know right. what I mean? <clears throat> and, right. And the fact that Sanderson breaks with, he could have made this a chapter all on its own and it been a seven years earlier or 10 years earlier or whatever. Yep. It could but, have been. Yeah, but he he can't in this book because the flashbacks and quotations here are supposed to be Dalinar's. Mm-hmm. But it's important right. enough for him to want to have us read about that time in in, in Amram's army right. that he's mm-hmm. like, you know what, this is just a, a Kaladin <clears throat> being you know contemplative, and he's just sitting there remembering yeah. and remembering so he, it. Yeah, he so he breaks his own mold. He creates this structure, and then he ends up breaking it himself. And I kind of like yeah. that. To, to give us a little window into the past. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like that. You, he's like, you know what? I created the mold. I could uh, uh, change I can it break if I want. It too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is my way out. Right. Yeah. I, oh, I thought it was brilliant. I, uh, I wonder that I'll just, I'll blurt this out because I just. Uh, yeah. Blurt it, away. It, it, I'll blurt away. Just with regards to Moash, like Kaladin hesitating. Mm-hmm. I wonder if in the grand scheme of this Stormlight Archive. Mm-hmm. If that's going to be important that he stayed his hand, similar to the way in the, in the Lord of the Rings that they didn't dispatch Gollum. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, you, have, you, have, you have one book on me. I, uh, I think that, I think that you is might it, have a point. We, mm-hmm. there is still six books to come. Yeah. So right. the ramifications, you know, like the uh, staying the hand of not killing Gollum pays off near the end. Um, yes. I, there's another example that I could bring up, which is um, in the Expanse, in the TV version, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Holden, the captain of the Rasanante, has has the Pala, another ship, dead to rights. Okay. And he disarms the 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 nuclear torpedo. Um, that is about to hit them. He like manually disarms it because he sees someone on the crew. He's talking to the other captain, Marco Ornaris, this like terrorist, mm-hmm. this galactic terrorist. And he can see in the background someone else back there. And it's the son of one of his shipmates. And so he stays his hand to mm-hmm. prevent that moment from happening. Um, I don't think that, I don't think either example is really fitting properly with this Kaladin Moash thing but I think it gives us a little bit of like insight into maybe not wanting to hurt those we love even though Gollum isn't really that's just more mercy and pity was more it was more the uh to the not to the point of 
of knowing the individual and having that get in the way. Certainly that's a part of what happened with Kalanen. Right, right. Because he, he trained him, he brought him from um, a cruel and uh, um, an entirely different life and, and he, he made him, like he, he gave him a new life. Mm-hmm. So he feels responsible for it. Mm-hmm. So, but just speaking just generally in terms of fate, like if if that mercy or that moment that Kaladin could not proceed because Moash was there. Right. If it ends up being an important part in the future because Moash becomes an, a, another part of the story. Right. Yeah, we don't, we don't really have any clue as of right now where Moash is heading. He got his revenge, right? It would He seem- got his revenge. Is he done now? Like, will he now just I don't, fade into the background? I already told you my theory. My, my theory is recruitment. He has a few of Kaladin's men. He has a few of Bridge Four right now, potentially, well, right? May, maybe. I mean, that was your, your, your guess is that maybe yeah. he linked up with um, Scar and Drahi. Drahi, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um, we don't know now what's going you, on. Now, you yet. were positing that perhaps they had escaped, which is also great. That's, mm-hmm. that's uh, it's a possibility. So we don't know yet. Yeah. I only said that, I, what I said was that <clears throat> if they were going to escape mm-hmm. through flight, they would have had to have done it immediately because the, um, the squire abilities would fade very quickly after Kaladin leaving. So if they were going to make an escape, if that was the route they were going to take, then they would have to do it very, very quickly before mm. their power runs out. So, um, but yeah, let's get back to, uh, let's get back to what's on hand here. Okay. Um, Zeth POVs. My goodness. We get to Two be with Zeth. Them. We get to be with Zeth. And we get some, we get some clarification on things right away. I know the ideals. Right. Not, not just the ideals. We, in edge dancer mm-hmm. he was acting strangely um lift would see him and there would be some kind of like trailer behind him almost like he was like <clears throat> he was like uh, casting mirror image on himself or something where yeah. there was some kind of psychedelic quality to him and he literally explains it in the very first uh paragraph here which is awesome so yeah it's great well, we get some answers answers here in chapter 90, mm-hmm. Reborn, but it begins with, I have done my best to separate fact from fiction, but the two blend like mixing paint when the Voidbringers are involved. Each of the unmade has a dozen names, and the powers ascribed to them range from the fanciful to the terrifying. Mm-hmm. I think we sort of get that, you know, just in general. Yeah, we we get that <clears throat> from... Um, the perspective of the heralds mm-hmm. and that they have, you know, every land has their own name for them, their own myths sur- surrounding them. And so, so too the unmade, right? What the unmade so, is called in Alethkar might not be the same thing as, uh, as Azir or the same thing as uh, Irie. So yeah, it's interesting that it's the same as the heralds. It begins with Zeth son, son, Zeth son. Zeth truthless, Zeth just Zeth. Zeth of Cinevar, once called the Assassin in White, had been reborn, mostly. Mm-hmm. The Skybreakers whispered of it. Nin, the Herald of Justice, had restored him following his defeat in the storm. Like most things, death had not been Zeth's to claim. The Herald had used a type of Fabriel 
to heal his body before his spirit departed. Mm -hmm. So are we familiar with exactly what that device is? No idea. This is the, we, we didn't know that, uh, uh, that Nail Nin, Herald of Justice used Mm -hmm. anything. We just assumed that maybe he was able to do it because of who he was. We're getting clarification here. He used an actual Fabriel to do it. And even Mm -hmm. more importantly, it's this next line here. It had almost taken too long. However, his spirit hadn't properly reattached to his body. Right. So in Edge Dancer, when so we that, see a part of him trailing behind the trailing other, trailing behind, it's his spirit. It's not fully attached to his body. So he, there's like a piece of him that kind of trails behind himself, which makes him even more spooky. This guy, like, <laughs> well, he's 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 in sort of two worlds, isn't he? Kind of. Yeah. His, his spirit is is trying to go go one go one way, and his body is still here. It's like so he's kind of. Little mismatched, I think. I guess. Yeah, a, li- <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got a little red bow in his hair. Yeah, there you go. One purple sock, one orange sock. Yeah. Mm. No, he's just. Um, it makes it more interesting. Um, I don't quite feel from these POVs that that we're quite getting the the redemption of. Uh, of Zeth that maybe I was hoping for. Right. And to be honest with you, even the redemption of Zeth, it's a hard sell. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, like, we've talked about this with Dalinar. He's a mass murderer. He's a mass murderer. Oh, I, I did it because of some magic rock, because yeah. I had no choice, because of my devotion to honor. It was, it was my sense of honor. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to, like... I just, I have a very hard time without, with characters. Without ruining um, or, or divulging anything in the future, I think mm-hmm. this is kind of where um, Meg's from, uh, you know, our favorite sister podcast, yeah. my sister maybe yeah. do it, our, our buddy Meg's. Um, her thought on Moash is that Moash, you know, made a mistake and then killed one guy one time, the king. Elokar, right. 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 And we all hate him, but both Zeth and Dalinar are like mass murderers and we give them a pass at redemption. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, well, I'm, I'm right with her on that. Yeah. I, I completely understand that, uh, sort of, I guess, logical fallacy or, or, yeah. or um, uh, with regards to squaring the circle on the actions of those characters, you're you're right. I mean, he's killed one person. I mean, if you kill one person, though, yeah, what does it matter that you killed a thousand? Right, but I guess I the mean, like you're still. I guess I mean? the like, thing it, is, is that the the people that Dalinar <clears throat> killed, save for yeah. maybe uh, his wife Evie, and the people yeah. that uh, Zeth killed, maybe save for Dal- Galvar. We only got to know him very briefly. We didn't really know any of these people. They weren't our friends. No, we don't really know Do them. You know what and I mean? also, there is one element about Dalinar's past. Yes, he's a bloodthirsty on the battlefield, but it's his job. He's a soldier of yeah. war. I, it's it's like, true. Like, it's true. Like, like soldiers, soldiers, like that's your job. You're not making pastries. Mm-hmm. You're killing people. That's your job. Yeah. Like, so there it, it gets it gets even more complicated for me to try to wrap all that all i remember is just how i was not able to deal with that when i experienced the first uh episode one two three of star wars right 
and how once I learned Anakin killed children yeah. in the temple yeah. after Revenge of the Sith, I had a really hard time dealing with that element of, of Vader, but it is similar to dealing with Dalinar. It right. is similar to dealing with, mm -hmm. <clears throat> with these other Zeth, characters. Yeah. You're, you're right. Moash shows up. He, he kills one person, uh, you know, he, he also betrayed Kaladin's trust, which sure. we feel because like we're Kaladin, right? Like we're Shallan, yeah. we're Kaladin. Those are our characters. That's our avatars for the story. So when Moash right. betrays him, he's betraying us, right? He's betraying Bill, uh, bridge four. Yeah. And so we have a harder time giving him a pass for mm -hmm. that betrayal than for the uh, countless murders the other two did because yeah. we were never in the POVs of those people they killed. Not really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it's really interesting. And I just wanted to give uh, Megs a quick shout out because it comes down to the heart of, listen, Zeth has killed a lot of people and I like him. Moash has killed one person and I hate him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Moash, I, I, I don't hate Moash. I'm really disappointed. I, right. I, you're, you're like, you're like Moash's dad. You're like, I don't, listen, I, I'm not mad at you, but I'm, I'm not just very you, disappointed. <laughs> very disappointed in you. This killing of the king thing. Like we're talking serious consequences. Yes. Son. Listen, mister. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I feel like this Moash thing. You know what it is? It's personal. Yeah, it really is. You're right. When it gets personal and close and intimate like it is between Kaladin and Moash, that's why it stings. That's why you're, you're, you're basically, you're pressing on all of those emotions. Dalinar wiping out armies by the thousands, you know, that doesn't resonate yeah, as those much are because soldiers, it's, right? it's business as usual. Right. Although I would argue for all of this with, with, with regards to all of the killing. The real problem is just it's it's the show, it's the setup, the mm -hmm. failure of diplomacy, the failings of these characters. Call them the 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 sins that you that we all wrestle with. That's the problem. Right. Is the fall the fall of characters that we end up in these scenarios. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. Um, okay, Assassin of White, very cool. Mm -hmm. The Herald, we do get some answers here. You're right. Um, Reattached to his body, yeah. So Seth walked with the others out onto the stone field before their small fortress, which overlooked the Pure Lake. Mm -hmm. So we're back there, which is really cool. Yeah, one of your favorite places. You've, you've always said you're, you love it. My favorite places. Yeah. I love it, yeah. The air was humid, almost like this was the, his homeland, although it didn't smell earthy or alive. It smelled of seaweed and wet stone. There were five other hopefuls there, uh, younger than Zeth, he was the shortest among them, and the only one who kept his head bald. He couldn't grow a full head of hair, even if he didn't shave it. Mm -hmm. The other five kept their distance from him. I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it was because of the way he left a glowing afterimage. Yeah, that could have something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> when, when he moved, a sign of his soul's improper reattachment. Not all could see it, but these could. They were close enough to the surges. Oh, so their intimacy with the surges enables them to see the trailing. Right. The other reason why they might <clears throat> want to keep their distance from him is that he's the fucking assassin in white. Right. Everyone knows who he is. The entire globe knows this guy. 
Yeah, that's true. He's uh, it's it's kind of weird to take this character and put him into like uh, tiny hoppers, right? Like he's 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 in training wheels again, <laughs> right? So it's kind of like taking it's kind of like taking Boba Fett and going, okay, you're back to pre K. Sorry, <laughs> I know you're a train killer and you think you're all amazing and all, but guess what? You don't know crap, right? You uh, Nin so Herald of Justice drops him off at Boy Scouts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's your here's your floaters, here's your floaters. Get out there and see what you can do in the yep. shallow end. Yeah, trust the process, buddy. It's it's weird. It, it is, is weird, but weird. it's awesome. It, it's awesome. Yeah, okay. he's probably the most famous person in the entire <clears throat> world, along with um, Gavil, uh, D- Dalinar, probably because everyone mm-hmm. knows who the Blackthorn is now. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's and they're both known for really horrible things. So mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting, mm-hmm. right? They have a lot in common. Or maybe they, they feared him because of the black sword in a silver sheath that he wore strapped to his back. Yeah, maybe that's the other reason. Yeah, this sword is something else. Um, okay, I want your opinion, not necessarily mm-hmm. about the cool factor or whatever. I want, you mm-hmm. to, I want to ask you, how do you feel about a blade that is sentient and talking to him. Do you feel it's it. any different than Sill, who's also a blade that talks to Kaladin? No, I, I, I think it's, it's, well, I'm, I guess you could add to the complexity and then it's not the same thing as Sill, but I, I hope it is the same thing. Mm-hmm. I hope that it is a, a high spren that is speaking to him. It just doesn't transform into a spren. Right. It stays in sword form like Adolin's sword, but Adolin's sword can't communicate with him. But we don't know that for all time. No, we like, don't. We actually, you're right. We don't know that at all. We don't know that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's so really So that's cool. what I'm kind of hoping is that this is a spren. I think it's just part of Zeth's journey to become more. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's, it's, so, it's so complicated. Once you have these levels of gray with regards to past actions. hmm it's it's hard to square the circle on these things, right? I, and I, it feels really D and D to me with a like a sentient weapon talking to our one of our main characters. Yeah, the sentient weapon does feel very D and D, and I'm and I like the light heart. It seems it seemed like as I was reading it with regards to the voice, if you will, yes. of the sword. Yeah. At first, I was thinking, at at when I when I was beginning reading this the 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 lines from the sword. Hmm. Um, who Zeth calls, what's it now? Uh, Sword, Sword Nimi? Nimi? Yeah. Sword Nimi. So I was reading it kind of playful mm-hmm. in my mind. Kind of like I would read and think about Sill. Yeah. But towards, I think, w- the end of either this chapter or maybe it was 92, it kind of changed for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I started to wonder. Yeah, there's definitely a tone wh- shift. Whether I had the tone right. <laughs> Because, I think you because have the tone a right at, the, reader, at, at first. The tone is different than later on. I think. Oh, that's even more interesting. I think. I think so. Um, having just recently listened to the Audible. Oh yes, okay. and having mm-hmm. Michael Kramer read it, it is yeah, very did... fun. Very fun at the beginning, like very like oh, let's do this. Yeah, do you want to destroy evil today? Like very very fun. Yeah. Um, Okay. But then uh, things get more serious in the <clears throat> in that third chapter. Um, they do, yeah. 
So. See, what I was wondering if I had got the character of the sword wrong, mm-hmm. that I was that I was misinterpreting the the lightheartedness. Mm-hmm. But no, there's definitely saying, I, Michael Kramer reads definitely in this chapter the lightheartedness okay. very much because there's okay. a lot of jokes coming from this sword. That's cool. Right? There's a lot of like, yeah, little jokes. You're, you're right. There are the jokes. I was wondering if maybe tone-wise... actually. So rereading this with you, mm-hmm. which would be my second time, I guess, covering it, yeah. it'll be interesting if I can think of a way to say the playful things, but say it in a way that's a little more like stern or cross or... Or like ominous. Or like it's st- playful, but it also has some some seriousness yeah. to it. Yeah. Like I wonder... I, you, know, you know how like a serious character who maybe is... Uh, uh, chaotic neutral. Okay. And, but you're saying playful things because you want something. Right. Yeah. I, so I, you're not actually playful. Right. You're just, you're, you're just being playful because you, you want something. For me, it feels like he <clears throat> is, Sorry, try, he is trying to be lighthearted. Everything he says and does, everything they say and do, because they even say it in this chapter here that the the, yeah. the, vo- the voice is nor male nor female. So no, everything they do, right, is in order for Zeth to pull the sword and use the sword. So every right. playful moment, right. everything that's said is another right. step forward to just pull me. It's a it, it's a lure. Yeah, yeah. So the playfulness is part of that. Huh. Like you know, it's no big deal. Just pull me. Come on. Yeah, You'll have fun. <laughs> Let's have fun. Okay, so it could be the sword that they're afraid of. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the lake, the sword said in his mind. It had an eager voice that didn't sound distinctly feminine or masculine. Mm-hmm. I like that. You should draw me, Zeth. I would love to see the lake. Vasher says there are magic fish here. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So, Vasher, we had that name? Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. That name Vasher hasn't appeared here before. It appeared from Azur's lips. Oh right, yeah. I'm trying to make the connection here, but I'm not. So Azure mentioned Vasher as being like um someone before. I can't remember exactly what the quote is. But um, hmm. here, maybe, maybe that's in the, maybe it might be, be in the, the info dump. dump at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good, it, good. I'm sure that, uh, that I'm sure he'll have it in there. I have been warned, Sword Nimi. Zeth reminded the weapon, not to draw you except in the case of extreme emergency, and only if I carry much stormlight, lest you feed upon my soul. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't do that. The sword said. <laughs> It made a huffing sound. See, all of this was like, huh, well, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like exactly. it seems kind of playful. I don't think you're evil at all. And I only destroy things that are evil. Mm-hmm. The sword was an interesting test given to him by Nin, the herald called Nail, Nalan or Naku, by most stonewalkers. Even after weeks of carrying this black sword, Zeth did not understand what the experience was to teach him. The skybreakers arranged themselves to watch the hopefuls. There were some fifty here, and that didn't count the dozens who were out on other missions. There were so many. An entire order of Knights Radiant had survived the recreants and had been watching for the desolation for two thousand years, constantly replenishing their numbers 
as others died of old age. So this is the really so, interesting part of this is that they're the only order that never broke apart. That never, right. Which is why they have these tests, why they have like everything's so regimented and like organized. Mm -hmm. It's because they've been continuing on for thousands of years. Right. Which is like, it's almost like the, uh, um, the Knights Templar still exists in secret. And all the yeah, old right. ways Something are still like that, yeah. kept along. They still have their rituals, their tests. They're still bringing in new recruits as the old ones die off. And at the head of it is an immortal herald. An immortal, yeah. Who also got a few things wrong, right? right? Yeah. Right. I find that fascinating when these heralds make mistakes. Or fallible or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fallibility of the heralds is a thing for me that... It puts them kind of on a, like a demigod kind of level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, it kind of reminds me of um, of the pantheon gods and the up the where you've got these different um, echelons or, or levels of 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 power, if you will. Yeah, and uh, and it's hard to know where all of this fits. Like the fallibility of the heralds. Like our her like, I'll be interested to know if heralds are mortals. I believe that they are. I believe that they've already told us that they Have were they? mortal yeah. people who were given extraordinary power. Because they reached the fifth ideal in their... No, no. Most no, of them... not even that? Most of them are not radiant. They were given extraordinary power right. by yeah, yeah. honor the himself. Just honor himself, yeah. Yeah. I think Nail, actually, is might be the only one who is radiant. Nail might be the only herald who's radiant. Yeah, there's, I think there's some kind of hint in the, in, the, in the books, maybe an edge dancer <clears throat> about it. I'm not really sure. Hmm. I might be speaking at a turn and giving up spoilers hmm. here, but. Okay. This is what well, happens when you don't record for a bunch of weeks. I just want to give you all the juicy details. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, yeah, you're right. This is cool that, 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 that the Skybreakers are and have been active during this entire time. Yeah. So uh, I guess waiting for the desolation, uh, if it comes back, but I guess it's not really waiting. They're preparing. They were trying to prevent it this whole time too, by killing mm. off other would be right. radiance, other would be radiance. Cause they didn't want to right? And that was the really misleading kind of element to this Herald. So it, again, when Heralds are making these, you know, gross mistakes, yeah, it just, it just, I don't know. Were they kind of it being hypocrites, right? They're like, well, we're allowed to stay. Of... We're allowed to stay and function for thousands of years, but mm -hmm. no other order of radiant are allowed to actually have any spring up. Yeah, because that means the desolation is going to come back. Right. Again, it's the lack of no. Like what they need is uh, is a Aristotelian in there. They do, of course. Yeah, that would be to, awesome. Uh, Everyone needs the, a little in, Aristotelian. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One in particular. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zeth would join them. He would accept their training as Nin had promised him. He would receive and then travel to his homeland of Shinovar. And there he would bring justice to the ones who had falsely exiled him. I think this, I think this is the first moment we get the word justice in these chapters. Mm -hmm. It's a theme running in these chapters about Zeth. For sure. And I think that is going to be the most interesting thing to have revealed, I think, to the reader is... What does that mean for Zeth? Yeah. And what does that mean that he will do mm -hmm. 
to mete out that justice. Yeah, what does justice look like coming from him? Does it look very much like assassination? Except that now what he says he's doing is different. You know what I mean? Like, is he going to go around killing people and say it's because of justice now? Whereas before he was just doing it because he was told to because of Iraq? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know whether justice like obedience or submission seemed to be what he was following before. Right. Which is why he's so pissed at his his homeland, right? Right. It's because he was told he was wrong. He was told he was truthless and then then had to be bound to an oath stone. And he, Mm -hmm. because of his honor, he had to continue listening to anyone holding that oath stone. But Mm -hmm. from the beginning, they were wrong. They told him he was truthless because he said something that was wrong. And like he said that the, you know, the, the void bringers were coming back and they told him that he was wrong. This is something we know just from like little bits of Zeth throughout these books so right. far. And now he's like, well, now I know the desolation is upon us. So they're the ones who are wrong. They, and he blames them for all the blood on his hands. Right. And he was never truthless. And he was That's never right. truthless. Yeah. Do I dare bring them judgment? A part of him wondered. Dare I trust myself with the sword of justice? Well, that's just it. Mm-hmm. Like the like you've <laughs> if you're going to be the sword of justice, like again, it's there's no justification ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I have had this complicated talk before, just with regards to when you're up against when you're up against evil, like the higher ground with evil, I guess, is to contain it. You build a wall, but to kill it and mm-hmm. then call it justice or to justify your actions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's where, that's where it all falls apart for me. Right. Per, on, on a personal level. I, cause I, I just don't know how you square that circle ultimately with regards to ethics. Right. I just, even if it's quote unquote evil, evil very hard to define. I mean, that's now we're into the devil's work because now we're really trying to figure out what is evil. Right. And I know that each of us has a concept of what that is, Mm -hmm. but even if we settle on our own personal concepts of it, are we willing to pick up the sword of justice and actually execute? Right. How far do you go? How far, like the only thing for me seems to be containment, um, or as, as Kaladin in the next chapter, uh, how his mother taught him how to deal with, with creme, mm-hmm. like try to get underneath of it. Right. Don't chip away from on, on top. No, you have to take, get it at the root. Right. So maybe, maybe there's something to that. Maybe like in this story, you know, the confrontation with, um, like to avoid all of this insanity, it might just have to be more of a confrontation with, um, not Noah Don, uh, with, Odium. Um, Odium. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we were on the same, uh, yeah, the same I, I got you. I got you. You got me. Okay. All right. Enough about that. The sword replied, oh, do I dare bring them the sword of justice? The sword replied, you, Zeth, I think you're super trustworthy and I'm a good judge of people. So the sword seems to be on board with, oh, would you like to use me as the sword of justice? I'm in. (laughs) Right. I'm telling you, everything he says is a backdoor plan into trying to convince Zeth to pull him. So don't get things (laughs) twisted. He might be super fun loving and super hilarious, but his goal is very specific. Pull me. 
I was not speaking to you, sword Nimi. I know, but you were wrong, and so I had to tell you. Hey, the voices seem quiet today. That's nice, isn't it? Mentioning it brought the whispers to Zeth's attention. <laughs> Nin had not healed Zeth's madness. He'd called it an effect of Zeth's connection to the powers, and said that he was hearing t uh, trembles from the spiritual realm, memories of the dead that he'd killed. So our theme with with our memories of this book is is in effect here, right on here, yeah, yep. Uh, and he's, I can't imagine him having a sense of himself uh, with regards to all of his actions under the oath stone, mm -hmm. and have and feeling that it's uh, that he's been misled, betrayed, mm -hmm. you know, like <clears throat> what a heavy burden. Like I, I. Him, him unleashing himself on Shinovar, like I don't know, there yeah. could be a great and terrible thing that's going to happen from him on that. Sanderson be, has a real knack to infuse mysticism in trauma. Zeth could yeah. be hearing voices because of all the people he killed, and the mm -hmm. guilt is making him hear the mm -hmm. voices, just like Dalinar, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. The, he infuses it with a slight bit of mysticism here again, just like mm -hmm. uh, Dalinar's addiction and the the thrill and Shalon's DID and her ability to mm -hmm. create personas. There is like two sides of the same coin in this world. Yes, he could be experiencing trauma and like guilt for all the people he killed and therefore he's hearing voices, but it also could be an effect of Zeth's connection to the powers that he was, right. he was, uh, he was hearing trembles from the <clears throat> spiritual realm because mm -hmm. his body isn't connected properly, right. that he's still hearing trembles from the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's fascinating that, that Sanderson takes these ideas of mental health but infuses mm -hmm. them with a little bit of mysticism too, that mm -hmm. yes, it is basic human uh, mental health issues, but it's also magically infused to fit in a fantasy world. And it's both, right? Yeah. Like yeah, Zeth, and, and, and Zeth would yeah. need probably both his body connected to his, uh, his spirit properly again and need to go through therapy to, go, uh, to, to deal with the voices, not just one or the other. You right. know what I mean? It's it's really yeah. interesting that he does this. I have a, f a feeling that he's going to deal with this potentially in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, possibly. He no longer feared them. He had died and been forced to return. He had failed to join the voices. And now they had no power over him, right? Why then did he still weep in the night, terrified? Ah, well, there you go. You're, mm. you're bothered by these memories. You're bothered by what you, what you have done. Mm -hmm. This shows to me, like, it's like the remorse felt by Dalinar when he has moments where he looks back on his bloodthirsty past and mm -hmm. he's not proud or yep. when, he, when he's made those moments in his life to try to turn things around. Well, namely, with the Way Fire. of Kings, yeah. with, with the coat, you know, like, yep. you know, like... Yep. He's chosen a different path. Why then did he still weep? Well, one of the skybreakers stepped forward. Kai was a golden-haired woman, tall and imposing. Skybreakers clothed themselves in the garb of local lawkeepers. 
So here in Maribethia, they wore a patterned shoulder cloak and a colorful skirt-like skirt wrap. Kai wore no shirt, just a simple cloth tied around her chest. Hopefuls, she said in Azish, you have been brought here because a full skybreaker has vouched for your dedication and solemnity. She's boring, the sword said. Where did Nail go? You said he was boring too, sword Nimi, Zeth whispered. That's true, but interesting things happen around him. We need to tell him that you should draw me more often. <laughs> we need to tell Nail that you should draw him more often? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <clears throat> Your first training has already been completed, Kai says. You traveled with the Skybreakers and joined them in one of their missions. You've been evaluated and deemed worthy of the first ideal. Speak it. You know the words. Vasher always drew me, the sword said, sounding resentful. Life before death, Zeth said, closing his eyes. Strength before weakness. Journey before destination. The other five belted it out, and Zeth whispered it to the voices that called to him from the darkness. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't pause on that one when I read like it. Like he was time. saying it to them. Saying it to them that he's, that's almost like an admission of, I, I wronged you. And I've changed. Maybe I can, with the rest of my life, I can do right. something to, I like that. to make this. Yeah, I, I like that too, a lot. Let them see he would bring justice to those who had caused this. Yeah. It's, it's a so, little bit shitty that he's like wiping his hands clean, but he was gonna used get the as dirty a tool, again. right? What? What's that? He was used as a tool to do these things. He was. So he's not blaming himself. He, he is blaming himself, but he's also saying there's someone what, ultimately what I, at fault here. <clears throat> what I find, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's disturbing or disappointing or I don't know, or I, I'm not really sure what it is. I just what, what I'm feeling right now is he was used as a tool for, uh, for death. Um, and he was extremely good at it. Mm -hmm. And now it seems like as an instrument for justice, he's going to become the same thing. Right. So that's my only I mean, I suppose in, in these kind of stories, there has to be, con you have to have conflict. Right. Of course. To, to have a, to have a good yeah, story. Of course. I'm just, uh, it's just interesting to think about like, uh, what else could there be other than these options? And, uh, it'd be interesting to see if there's, if there, it'd be interesting to see if there's any other options that any of these characters come up with other than the, the use of the sword and, mm -hmm. and meeting, meeting out this justice, having a you know, more, more war, essentially right. more, more bloodshed, but, but we'll, but at the same time, it's also, it's also fascinating to read about how he might actually do that to the people that, that wronged him. Who's the one who gave him the oath stone in the first place? Wasn't it, um, uh, who not, gave uh, Zeth the oath stone? Yeah. Um, we don't necessarily really know that. We know that he was sold. Oh, I thought we did. Um, we know that Risen and her Bapsk first bought him from Shinovar and brought him to Alethkar. And then he was sold to another Thalen who then mm -hmm. ended up, he ended up being in Alethkar. Um, but we, no one really knew 
that he could be controlled like that until later. Like his, hmm. he, I think he had the oath stone on him, but he, I don't think he really knew. There's a lot we don't know about though, that early time with Zeth. And maybe that's something that we'll learn about. Okay. For some reason I had it in my mind that it was Teravangian, but. Uh... Oh, Teravangian had control of him, but um, it, it wasn't until after, right? The oh, okay. uh, um, Eshenai and her group forced him with the oath stone to kill Gavilar. And then he kind of bumped around a little bit from master to master for a little bit. And then Teravangian's group of people ended up getting the stone. And that's when Teravangian made him kill all the leaders of the world. Right, right. Jeez. So such a complicated uh, story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wonderful, but it's, it's complicated. Um, okay. Uh, power failed to join the voices. They had no power over him, right? Why then did he still weep? Yeah, we covered that. She's boring. Uh, he'd hoped that the first oath... Oh, here we go. He had hoped that the first oath would restore his ability to draw upon Stormlight, mm-hmm. something that he had lost along with, pre- with, the, with his previous weapon. However, when he removed a sphere from his pocket, he was unable to access the light because he's drawing it in, right? Right. In speaking this ideal, Kai says, you are officially pardoned for any past misdeeds or sins. Mm -hmm. We have paperwork signed by proper authorities for this region. So he's 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 being given the all clear. He's got a pardon, yeah. He's got a pardon. To progress further among our ranks and to learn the lashings, you will need a master to take you as their squire. Then may you speak the second ideal. From there, you will need to impress a high spren and form a bond, becoming a full skybreaker. Today, you will take the first of many tests. Though we will evaluate you, remember that the final measure of your success or failure belongs to the high spren. Do you have any questions? Uh, I just want to comment on this paragraph. Yeah. I love the clarity with which the skybreakers lay it all out. Yes. Well, they right? have had thousands of years to work it out and right. and they've been holding on to those traditions for so long. They already know this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Here's the, here's the skybreaker manual. It's all been, it's all right. the manual. All figured out. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. Mm-hmm. I, I will admit having th- that kind of clarity with the Skybreakers is refreshing. And I think my my highlight of the whole chapter here is when they mm-hmm. say the final decision on whether or not you become one of us is, is the Sprens. It's not cool. ours. We don't get to deem you worthy. They are right. the ones who are they deeming do. worthy. Yeah, that's I pretty I like cool. it a lot. Yeah, it's really cool. None of the other hopefuls said anything. So Zeth cleared his throat. There are five ideals, he said. Nin told me of this. You have spoken them all? It's been centuries since anyone mastered the fifth ideal, Kai said. One becomes a full skybreaker by speaking the third ideal, the ideal of dedication. And we know that this is true with the other orders, with uh, with Cal, and uh, they get their blade mm-hmm. at third ideal. So they become a full right. radiant then. Right. Yeah. We can know what the ideals are, Zeth asks. For some reason, he'd thought they would be hidden from him. Of course, Kai says. Oh, I like that Mm -hmm. too, right? 
Yeah. Of course you can know yeah. everything. I'll tell you right now. Trans total transparency. Right. Yeah. You will find no games here, Zeth son Naturo. The first ideal is the ideal of radiance. You have spoken it. The second is the ideal of justice, an oath to seek and administer justice. The third ideal, the ideal of dedication, requires you to have first bonded a high spren. Once you have, you swear to dedicate yourself to a greater truth, a code to follow. Upon achieving this, you will be taught division. That's the one. The second, the second and more dangerous of the surges we practice. I said destruction before. Division. It's division. Yeah. That's the actual name yeah. of it. Yeah. Someday, another skybreaker noted, you may achieve the fourth ideal, the ideal of crusade. Mm -hmm. Interesting that you brought up the uh, Knights uh, Templar. Templar really. Yeah, exactly. I think that's kind of where <laughs> my brain went because of this. Yeah. The, the crusade. Uh, in this, you choose a personal quest and complete it to the satisfaction of your high spren. Once successful, you become a master like ourselves. Cleanse Shinovar, Zeth thought. That would be his quest. See, that's where it, it got... A little ominous. Start, well, it, it just... Again, I'm reading this hoping that there's a redemption story here mm -hmm. with... Zeth and these skybreakers, but I feel like I'm on shaky ground with the skybreakers. Mm -hmm. Nin, Nail, like there have been mistakes made. Mm -hmm. Um the efforts in in trying to keep the other radiance down, like like that's a little suspicious. Yeah. You know, and or of concern. And now Zeth is hell bent on a on a this is it feels like a, a revenge story of he's wanting feel, to Yeah, the, the skybreakers sort of feel like they all feel like kind of like Batman or the Punisher. Um, they they feel like they're vigilantes. You know what I mean? We do this for justice, but they're like we're we're going to administer our own type of justice. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Anyone who's wronged us, it's justice time. Yeah, it's justice time. And yeah. meanwhile, you know that's the thing. Like, um, I don't know. Like, it just feels like. I think I'm injecting too much of my own personal uh, we, we like, really, like, analysis of this material. For sure. Rather and, than just enjoying and accepting what's on the page. We have like, this uh, chapter. We have the <coughs> two chapters. And mm. then if we're, you know, if we're following what this at the beginning of this part said, that Zeth is going to have some POVs here, we're probably mm. going to get more POVs, which means we're going to learn a little bit more about Skybreakers. Right. So yeah, this, for sure. this facade that we see, this, this thing that we see about them, we're going to learn more about who the, these people really are, right? Whether or not yeah. they tilt towards this like vengeance side. Like, are they Oathbreaker paladins who want vengeance or are they actual paladins? Well, this is it. Like, cleanse Shinovar, like Zeth's think, having those thoughts. Yeah. Like, that's a personal thought of his. For sure it is. To cleanse it. Cle yeah. cl cleanse it of what? Yeah, of you're, people. You're, you're going to hold, <laughs> you're gonna hold all of Shinovar responsible yeah. for you being used as a screwdriver for, 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 for war or for assassination? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm just... I'm on you're shaky ground with this, with this. I'm a little worried. Yeah. And look, if Moash... Like, what if... What if the Skybreakers, like, I, I just think that putting the Skybreakers and Moash together would be really dangerous. Yeah. Well, the, look, thank God he's not here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's it.
and maybe that's another thing we can talk about maybe off the off the pod is just uh with regards to radiance like orders becoming independently um allied with void bringers right so you could have you have all these different orders mm-hmm. but what if one order doesn't want to play well we kind of way. have precedent for that but with a country mm-hmm. because Irie mm-hmm. was like you know what we've fought against them for thousands of years and it never worked we're going to decide to do something different we're going to actually ally right. with them and see if that changes right. things and see if that changes anything yeah so it's kind of we have that already but from a country not necessarily an order of radiant mm-hmm Okay, so cleanse Shinovar. Yeah, okay, I'm nervous about all that. Yeah. The ideal of law, Kai says, it is difficult. You must become law, become truth. As I said, it has been centuries since that was achieved. Nin told me we were to follow the law, something external, as men are changeable and unreliable. How can we become the law? Law must come from somewhere. Another of the skybreakers pipes in here. This is not an oath you will swear, so don't fixate upon it. The first three will do for most skybreakers. I was of the third ideal for two decades before achieving the fourth. When nobody else asked further questions, experienced skybreakers began lashing the hopefuls into the air. What's happening? Zeth asked. We will carry you to the place of the test, Kai says, as you cannot move with your own stormlight until you swear the second ideal. Again, the clarity. Mm-hmm. Where this is happening because you don't have this power, which you will achieve mm-hmm. upon the. I just. I. I A I, huge I, difference here between what Cal went through and what Zeth's gone through. Cal right. had to hide in the chasms <clears throat> with a group of right. men testing what they can do. How much can you right. do? What is, you know, what does a quarter lashing mean, uh, you know, yeah. to, to weigh the weight of a rock and all this mathematical stuff. And yeah. they had to hide it. These guys are openly being tested and they have the, um, they have the, the rights from the local authorities to do so. They're literally dressed as the local authorities are. Yeah. In this area. In robes of the law. So the, yeah. it's a sanctioned, mm-hmm. this is a sanctioned thing that they're doing. So like very transparent, very open. It's very cool. Do I belong with these youths? Zeth uh, asks. Nin treated me as something different. The Herald had taken him on a mission to Tashik, hunting surge binders from other orders. A heartless act that Nin had explained would prevent the coming of the desolation, except that it had not. Mm-hmm. The Everstorm's return had convinced Nin he was wrong, and he'd abandoned Zeth into Sheik. Weeks had passed there until Nin had returned to collect him. The Herald had dropped Zeth here, at the fortress, then and vanished into the sky to seek guidance. Mm-hmm. From whom is he seeking that guidance? That'll be interesting. The Herald, Kai says, originally thought that you might skip to the third ideal because of your past. He is no longer here, however, and we cannot judge. You'll have to follow the same path as everyone else. Zeth nodded. Very well. No further complaints, Kai asks. It is orderly, Zeth says, and you have explained it well. Why would I complain? The others seemed to like this response, and Kai herself lashed him into the sky. For a moment, he felt the freedom of flight, reminding him 
of his first days holding an honor blade long ago, before he'd become truthless. Mm -hmm. No, you were never truthless. Remember that. Besides this, so what I'm worried about there is remember, remember that whose voice is that? First of all, Though, is that his, his inner voice or is that the sword? Mm -hmm. That's if his the, inner voice, I think. Okay. You think yeah. it's his inner voice? Yeah. Okay. Um, because I think remembering that you were never truthless, remember that is, it's a way of absolving yourself. That's the mm -hmm. thing about Zeth where it gets so complicated. Mm -hmm. You're absolving yourself from your own personal responsibility for the actions you took under this oath stone. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not wild about absolving yourself from, from your actions yeah. because you took an oath or you have a sense of honor about blah, blah, blah. Not a big fan. Besides, this flight was not truly his. His continued failing upward until another skybreaker caught him and lashed him downward, counteracting the first effect. Oh yeah, I love, I love that too. That you've got both, of, both effects that produce the result of him being able to hover. I love that. A pair of skybreakers took him, one under each arm, and the entire group soared through the air. He couldn't imagine they'd done this sort of thing in the past as they'd remained hidden for so many years, but they didn't seem to care about secrecy anymore. I like it up here, the sword said. You can see everything. Can you actually see things, Sword Nimi? Not, not like a man. You see all kinds of things, Zeth. Except, unfortunately, how useful I am. Yeah, why don't you just draw me? So, that's the end of that chapter. And, I mean, I don't know. It's the sword, like, it's just... I don't know, begging for him to use it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It, it seems a little... I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, you'll get concerned. to see it at the end of the third chapter here. So, we can kind of talk, mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about it when we get there. Yeah. But what's your, um, what's your highlight for this chapter? Highlight for me here. I think it's the, I think, I think we touched on it. It's, um, it's the, I, I like this, uh, the clarity with which the skybreakers lay it out. Mm -hmm. Like, even though I, I am concerned about them, I'm fascinated by them. And, uh, you know, Kai seems really interesting. Um, so yeah, I think my highlight is the clarity, the answers with which Zeth is able to get. Um, as he goes through these, these, these ideals. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like the progress. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a D and D game that goes somewhere. It's you like, you oh, know well, where you're, you know, you can look one. at the book and see where you're going. Yeah. You leveled up. Yeah. Done. On to the second one. Yep. Yeah. Clear path. Right. Yeah. Level two. Here it comes. It's awesome. Or level. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I, I picked that. What, what about you? Oh, I, I said during the, uh, the chapter that I, th I think mm -hmm. my, one of my highlights is, that the high spren is the ultimate decider of right. whether or not yes. you become. Yes, I agree. With and that's you. really that cool. Wonderful. I do love the it's transparency really cool. of the of the order, though. Like how shocked he is when mm -hmm. you're like, they're like, "Yeah, we'll just tell you everything," and he's like, yeah. "Oh, really?" Like I yeah. love all of that. And yeah, um, me too. I think it's cool. And I love this whole this order of radiance who've been in the world this whole time. Yes, that is, I mean, uh, yes, I wish that they had not been misled, mm -hmm. if you will, by Nin to basically remove or take out other emerging 
orders. Mm-hmm. But he thought, like, we know that I know. these heralds I know. are all slightly crazy. Yes. You know slightly what I mean? They've crazy. Been along, and again, they've been around so long that they just, you know, eventually go crazy, right? It's like the the tale of the vampire who lives thousands of years. He's fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, like these guys are, are nuts because they've been around so long, way too long. And, um, I like your, I like your, uh, connection there to, to vampires, like being old and just living for so long. Like maybe your perspective on lives changes. Mm-hmm. changes. Cause I mean, that, that's, that's the, that's what we're talking about. Like you're, you're, you're snuffing out candles right? because you think it's, it's serving some purpose. Oh, and then you're wrong. And so then, well, did it not matter then that you killed the cobbler or yeah. the, you know, like, yeah. Because that guy had a life. He could have helped all those people in his town. Yeah. He yeah. had a life. It's just, uh, yeah. It's, I like um, the, uh, the idea that you, you've, the metaphor of um, snuffing out candles, because when this, when our group that we're about to read here are in Shadesmar yeah. and they see yeah. people in the physical world dying, it is lights winking out, right? Yes. Winking so, out. Yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. it's very apropos. It's a, it's a really nice transition to our next chapter here. Oh, there you go. Okay, so chapter 91 mm-hmm. is why he froze. I like this one a lot. You know what else I'm noticing about this? Uh, these three little chapters? We're getting some clarity. Mm-hmm. We're finding out some answers. Yeah, uh, Sanderson's being what? a little honest with us as opposed to being yeah. like, you know. <laughs> a little deceptive. Deceptive or, uh, or like withholding think... in information. Yeah, yeah, he's telling us some yeah. stuff. Why he froze. We get an answer. Yeah. We do. It begins with, I should point out that although some, sorry, although many personalities and motives are ascribed to them, I'm convinced that the unmade were still spren. And as such, they were as much manifestations of concepts or divine forces as they were individuals. Mm-hmm. from Hesse's Mythica, page seven. I think the, I think the previous was also Hesse's Mythica. Yeah, well. this whole part is going to be from that book that Shalon... From Mythica. We have to assume that, you know, it's not it's not clear, but we have to assume that Shalon is still reading that book while she's traveling in Shadesmar with this right. group. Maybe when right. they're taking a break, she's reading the book, right? Yep. To gain more clarity over whether she can trust Ja or not. Or what to do about uh, Absharnarn or whatever his name is. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of stuff. I, I love this. I love it when we read a book within the book. It's so fun. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's wonderful. I'm convinced that the unmade were still Spren. Manifestations of concepts. Mm-hmm. That's what Spren are, right? Yeah, I know. Anger it's... Spren, fire Spren, like they're yeah. a, a, of objects and uh, concepts and divine forces. And like, like, look at Sill. Sill is an honor spren. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, a divine force or a concept, right? Oh my God. We're about to read it, but oh my God, I love it so much. When she show when she comes up to Kaladin in this chapter and rests her head on. on yeah. Him. It's so sweet. Oh, I love it. And like, favorite. she's like the same size as him. So they're like people. Right? I know. Yeah. They're like besties just having a Just moment, hanging right? out. Like, yeah. I it's love nice. it. It's amazing. Kaladin remembered cleaning Krem off the bunker floor while in Amaram's army. Hmm. Interesting first sentence. Absent from this, no, this took place 11 years ago or 
however long it's been, mm-hmm. seven years ago, mm-hmm. six years ago. But he he's telling us right here, this is a memory. This, Cal this is, is a memory. in Shadesmar with this yeah. crew, and he's remembering this, which is great. And I like what you said about Sanderson breaking his own mold right, here. Right, right. He, because he's like, he's like, well, I really got to tell the audience about this bit. Right. But I don't necessarily want to do the flashbacks because that belongs to Dalinar. So what am I going to do? Right. Oh, okay. I'll just do it. Like Kaladin a, is just a, contemplative. Yeah. He's just thinking yeah, about his past. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, that sound of chisel on stone reminded Cal of his mother. He knelt on knee pads and scraped at the creme, which had seeped in under the doors or had been tracked in on the boots of soldiers, creating an uneven patina on the otherwise smooth floor. He wouldn't have thought that soldiers would care that the ground wasn't level. Shouldn't he be sharpening a spear or oiling something? Well, an experienced soldier spent little time doing soldier things. They instead spent ages walking places, waiting around or in this case, or in his case, getting yelled at for walking around or waiting in the wrong places. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. He sighed as he worked, using smooth, even strokes like his mother had taught him. Get underneath the creme and push. You could lift it up in flat sections an inch or more wide, much easier than shipping at it from above. I think this is a little metaphor here, mm-hmm. like to get at, get from, get under it. Yeah. All your efforts coming down, it's minimal Find impact. new ways of solving the problem. Right. Don't always attack it from the same angle. Find new ways. Find a new way. A shadow darkened the door and Cal glanced over his shoulder, then hunkered down farther. Great, he says to himself. Sergeant Tux walked to one of the bunks and settled down. The wood groaning under his weight. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I just hear it, like groaning, crunching. Mm-hmm. Younger than the other sergeants, he had features that were off somehow. Perhaps it was his short stature or his sunken cheeks. You do that well, Tuck said. Cal continued to work, saying nothing. Don't feel so bad, Cal. It's not unusual for a new recruit to pull back. Storms, it's not so uncommon to freeze in battle, let alone on the practice field. If it's so common, Cal muttered, why am I being punished? What, this? A little cleaning duty? Kid, this isn't punishment. This is to help you fit in. Cal frowned, leaning back and looking up. Sergeant? Trust me, everyone was waiting for you to get a dressing gown. The longer you went without one, the longer you were going to feel Sorry. like the odd man I gotta, out. I got to stop you here. Did you just say um, everyone was waiting for you to get a dressing gown? Did I say? <laughs> you know what? I think I did say a dressing yeah, gown. I think it goes with his brace, uh, his brassiere. <laughs> <I think>. his <laughs> brace. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. To get a dressing down right. is yes. what it should have been. I, I just pictured... Um, Cal scraping creme off, wearing like a nice, <laughs> yeah, wearing a dressing a gown, nice party yeah. dress. Yeah, I actually like that image. I Me think too. I, I think it suits him. Yeah, yeah, I think it suits him. I think that uh, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> and it goes with his brazier, and it goes with his brazier. Okay. Yeah. Um. Sorry. No. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, he really, he really would be the odd man out. I suppose yeah. maybe. I'm scraping floors because I didn't deserve to be punished? Kaladin asks. 
That and for talking back to an officer. He wasn't an officer. He was just a light eyes with, better to stop that kind of behavior now before you do it to someone who matters. Oh, don't glower or glower, Cal. You'll understand eventually. Cal attacked a particularly stubborn knob of creme near the leg of a bunk. I found your brother, Tux noted. Kaladin's breath caught. He's in the seventh, Tux said. I need to go to him. Can I be transferred? We weren't supposed to be split apart. Maybe I can get him moved here to train with you. He's a messenger. He's not supposed to train with the spear. Everyone trains, even the messenger boys, Tux says. Cal gripped his chisel tightly, fighting down the urge to stand up and go looking for Tien. Didn't they understand? Tien couldn't hurt Kremlings. He'd catch the things and usher them outside, talking to them like pets. The image of him holding a spear was ludicrous. Tux looked, sorry, Tux took out some fathom bark and started chewing. He leaned back on the bunk and put his feet up on the, on the footboard. Make sure you get that spot to your left. Kaladin sighed and moved to the indicated place. Do you want to talk about it? Tux asked. The moment when you froze during practice? Stupid Krem, why did the Almighty make it? Don't be ashamed, Tux continued. We practice so you can freeze now instead of when it will get you killed. You face down a squad knowing they want to kill you, even though you've never met, even though they've never met you, and you hesitate, thinking it can't possibly be true. You can't possibly be here preparing to fight, to bleed. Everyone feels that fear. I wasn't afraid of getting hurt, Cal said softly. You won't get far if you can't admit to a little fear. Emotion is good. It's what defines us. It makes us. I wasn't afraid of getting hurt. Callan took a deep breath. I was afraid of making someone hurt. Tux twisted the bark in his mouth and nodded. I see. Well, that's another problem. Not unusual either, but a different matter indeed. For a time, the only sound in the large barrack was that of chisel on stone. How do you do it? Cal finally asked, not looking up. How can you hurt people, Tux? They're just poor, dark-eyed slobs like us. I don't think about my mates, Tux said. I can't let the lads down. Sorry, I think about my mates. I can't let the lads down. My squad is my family now. So you kill someone else's family? Eventually, we'll be killing shellheads. But I know what you mean, Cal. It's hard. You'd be surprised how many men look in the face of an enemy and find that they're simply not capable of hurting another person. Cal closed his eyes, letting the chisel slip from his fingers. It's good you aren't so eager, Tuck said. Means you're sane. I'll take ten unskilled men with earnest hearts over one callous idiot who thinks this is all a game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting, and I think Kaladin comments on that. <clears throat> the world doesn't make sense, Cal thought. His father, the consummate surgeon, told him to avoid getting too wrapped up in his patient's emotions, and here was a career killer telling him to care. 
This is the to care thing, right? This is that lesson. I think what Tux is getting at is, look, you know, you having a sense of staying your hand in battle. Mm -hmm. That doesn't bother me so much. It, it means you're, you're sane. You're a regular you're, person. Yeah. You're normal. Like you're, you're, you're functioning well here. It's the callous one that, that might be willing to take any life at Adam. That's who I don't trust on the mm -hmm. battlefield. Right. I, and I like that from Tux. I really do. I think that's, I think it show. I think restraint is the mark of a great soldier. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, I could be completely wrong in that because uh, knowing nothing about battle, but again, uh, when it gets to that point, it doesn't make, the world doesn't make sense. That's, I concur with Cal's thought there. Boots scraped on stone as Tux stood up. He walked over and rested one hand on Cal's shoulder. Don't worry about the war, or even the battle. Focus on your squad mates, Cal. Keep them alive. Be the man they need. And get the rest of this floor scraped. I think when you come to dinner, you'll find the rest of the squad more friendly. Just a hunch. And that night, Kaladin discovered that Tux was right. The rest of the men did seem more welcoming now that he'd been disciplined. So Cal held his tongue and smiled and enjoyed the companionship. He never told Tux the truth. That when Cal froze on the practice field, it hadn't been out of fear. He'd been very sure he could hurt someone. In fact, he'd realized that he could kill if needed. And that was what had terrified him. Yeah, it's great. It's a great little, uh, little part, eh? Oh, so good. That mm -hmm. little first memory here we get. Delicious. Probably my highlight of this chapter. Yeah. <coughs> is that um, he, what he found out is that the fact that he could kill mm -hmm. is what terrified him. Yeah. I would think that would be the same for myself as well. Like mm -hmm. knowing that you could, feeling that sense, that assuredness, if you will. Mm -hmm. Like, gross. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily reflect how he felt that day in Alethkar when he had all mm -hmm. the men around him. He almost cared right. too much. Right. Right. So we get a little POV thing here happening. Mm -hmm. Well, we're back yes. to Kaladin. Yeah. Kaladin sat on a chunk of stone that looked like melted obsidian. Nice. It grew right out of the ground in Shadesmar, this place that didn't seem real. The distant sun had, hadn't shifted in the sky since they'd arrived. Nearby, one of the strange fearspren crawled along the banks of the sea of glass beads. It was as big as an axe hound. Looked vaguely like an eel with stumpy legs. It's, it's like this big insect. Mm -hmm. The purple feelers on its head wiggled and shifted, flowing in his direction. When it didn't sense anything in him that it wanted, it continued along the bank. Mm -hmm. So he's not in a state of fear no. right now. There's this like continuing thing going on here where these humans are discovering what the spren that they always took for granted in their world, what they really look like. Right. You know, it's mm -hmm. so cool. Syl didn't make any noise as she approached, but he caught sight of her shadow coming up from behind. Like the other shadows here, it pointed toward the sun. 
She sat down on the lump of glass next to him, then thumped her head sideways, resting it on his arm, her hands in her lap. Others still asleep? Kaladin asked. Yep. Patterns watching over them. She wrinkled her nose. Strange. He's nice, Syl. That's the strange part, Syl <laughs> says. Yeah, they've had, the other Spren have had this, like, you know, uh, um, the cryptics have had um, kind of a reputation, and mm. this pattern is breaking that right. for Syl, right? He's yeah, not yeah. what I expected. From He's the nice, cri- which is the strange yeah. part. That's interesting. Mm. I, I, I hadn't really paused enough to think about the Spren and how they view each other. Right. They have their own and society here on, on Shadesmar, yeah. right? Um, she swung her legs out in front of her, barefoot as usual. It seemed odder here on this side where she was human size. A small flock of spren flew above them, bulbous bodies with long wings and flowing tails. Instead of a head, each one had a golden ball floating right in front of the body, and that seemed familiar. Glory spren, he thought. It was like the fierce spren whose antenna manifested in the real world, only part of the actual spren showed here. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So, Syl says, not going to sleep? Kaladin shook his head. Now, I might not be an expert on humans. For example, I still haven't figured out why only a handful of your cultures seem to worship me. But I do think I heard somewhere that you have to sleep. Like every night? (laughs) He didn't respond. Kaladin. Well, what about you, he said, looking away, among the isthmus of land that marked where the river was in the real world. Don't you sleep? Have I ever needed sleep? Isn't this your land? Where you come from? I figured, I don't know, you'd be more mortal here. I'm still a spren, she said. I'm a little piece of God. Did you miss that part about worshipping me? (laughs) When he didn't reply, she poked him in the side. You were supposed to say something sarcastic there. Sorry. We don't sleep, we don't eat. I think we might feed off humans, actually, your emotions. Or you thinking about us, maybe. It's all... It all seems very complicated. In Shadesmar, we can think on our own. But if we go to your realm, we need a human bond. Otherwise, we're practically as mindless as those glory spren. But how did you make the transition? I... She adopted a distant expression. You called for me. What do you make of that? She begins with I, and then says mm-hmm. you called for me. Yeah, she's like, I did... Now, did I do anything? Hmm. See, she says it a couple of times here. She says, I... Yeah. You called for me, or or no, I knew you would someday call for me. Right. She's not fully sure. Right. And that kind of is in keeping with this, my memories aren't fully awakened yet. I don't fully oh, cool. remember everything yeah, yeah. about myself. Even now in Shadesmar, they're like, I'm not really sure. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's cool that her memories are... are failing her if you will or she doesn't have the clarity Mm -hmm. um i knew that you would someday call for me so i transferred to the physical realm trusting that the honor of men lived unlike what my father always said 
her father, the storm father. Mm-hmm. So her, her storm father always said that there was no honor left in right, him. Right, right. <clears throat> it was so strange to be able to feel her head on his arm. He was accustomed to her having very little substance. Could you transfer again, Kaladin asked, to carry word to Dalinar that something might be wrong with the Oath Gates? I don't think so. You're here and my bond is to you. She poked him again. But this is all a distraction from the real problem. You're right. I need a weapon. And we'll need to find some... We'll need to find food somehow, Kaladin. Are there trees on this side, he asks. This obsidian light might make a good spearhead. She lifted her head from his arm and looked at him with wide, worried eyes. I'm fine still, he said. I just lost my focus. You were basically catatonic. I won't let it happen again. I'm not complaining. She wrapped her, wrapped her arms around his right arm, like a child clinging to a favored toy. Worried and frightened. Something's wrong inside you. But I don't know what. I've never locked up in real combat, he thought. Not since that day in training, when Tux had to come talk to me. I was just surprised to find Saw there. Not to mention Moash. How do you do it? How can you hurt people, Tux? She closed her eyes and leaned against him without letting go of his arm. Eventually he heard the others stirring, so he extricated himself from Sill's grasp and went to join them. Mm-hmm. Nice That's little our chapter. little chapter. Yeah, just yeah. a tiny little one. Um, <clears throat> highlight for me is is still putting her head on him. It's just her being there with him. Mm-hmm. Um, she feels there's something wrong with him. So that's something wrong inside of him. Inside yeah. of him, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know what they're alluding to there. Like because as a first time reader up to this point, the way I see it mm-hmm. is Cal you know, had a moment where his hand was stayed because it was just too overwhelming. The moment was too much. He -hmm. couldn't get the clarity in that moment of what to do because he was just so surprised by meeting Saw, meeting Moash, and having Moash be on the other side. Mm -hmm. The other side of his sword, if you will. And he just didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's my highlight... Um, of this chapter is that it's very rare that a protagonist or a hero or heroine Mm -hmm. goes through stuff like this. You know, they'll have a defeat on battle. They're able to bounce back, muster up their courage and fight again. Mm -hmm. He's going through it right now. He's going through actual trauma, actual stuff. We know that he has this like side of him known as the wretch that is like, uh, you know, that is like the depression. Um, I like the fact that our hero isn't okay right now. It makes him more normal. He makes him more of a regular makes, person. Right. He more sane as Tux would say. Yeah. You're more sane. The fact that you didn't cut down your friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, Saw and Moash are his friends. Right. They are his allies. Like, Kaladin knows this mm-hmm. about Moash. Moash has been led 
wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a failing there that has gone on and he knows this. And so, yeah, you, I think you're right. I mean. I like that it's Caledon, not, it's not easily fixable. Someone hasn't given him a, no, a pep talk no. and now he's, he's over it. Like, I like yeah. that he's wallowing in it a little bit. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean that yeah. I like that it's taking him some time to be well, able our, to he, get over he's it. Our, he's our melancholy, right? Like he's, right. he's our brooder. I yeah. mean, what else would Kaladin do with this? Right. <laughs> he's got a brood about it for, he does. for a long time. He does, yeah. I just, I think it's so cool that you've got still right there with him, you know. Yeah, I, I, uh. I think it's, I really, I really want the large sill in the physical realm. Yeah, it'd I be really cool. do. It'd be really cool. I really want that eventually, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great highlights there. Good little chapter. Mm-hmm. On to the last. Chapter 92, mm-hmm. water warm as blood. Yeah, the pure lake. Yeah. We're back with Zeth again, which is awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it's a Zeth chapter. It begins with the most important point I wish to make is that the unmade are still among us. I realize this will be contentious as much of the lore surrounding them is intertwined with theology. However, it is clear to me that some of their effects are common in the world, and we simply treat them as we would the manifestations of other spren. Cool. Interesting, this also comes from Mythica. Mm-hmm. Now, this little depiction here on my chapter on the page has Zeth with a hand to his face. Yeah, this is a a classic image before a Zeth chapter. Mm-hmm. If you go back to Reborn, it's the same image. Yeah, it's the same image. Zeth yeah. POV. It's that. It's that picture. What do you What do you make of that? Like, like, what do you think that says? It shows his Zeth. shame and guilt all in one. Shame and guilt. You know, yeah. like it's he looks amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't say this earlier and I, I don't want to sidetrack too long here cause this episode's going to be long for, for the, sure. the amount of chapters, but I finally watched all of blue eye samurai. Oh, so did I. And, um, wow. I love when I look at this picture of Zeth, I think of, yeah. uh, of Mizu a little bit, this like tortured samurai, unknowable skill, but like just tortured. And, uh, like I, I, I look at this character and they, they just pull this like emotion out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait. Uh, I want to rewatch it again. I it, oh yeah, it's beautiful and it's um, it's so amazing. Yeah, it's, so it's really really great. Phil was right. Like Phil told me weeks and weeks and weeks ago to watch yeah. it, and I, yeah. I kept putting it off. And then you were like, you should listen to Phil. Like it's really good. It's really good. And uh, yeah, yeah I it does so much in the story. It's a um, it's a, a revenge story. It's a trans story. It's a story about mm-hmm. disability. It's a story about, um, yes. it's, it's just, there's Trauma. so, there's so much being the revel- told. I love the, the revelations, the way that the past is revealed. Mm-hmm. You think that the past is this and then it gets revealed more yeah. and it's not like that. Mm-hmm. It's really, really it's, great. Uh, it's, it's really great. But yeah. I, I take your point in that the complexity with what, uh, Zeth is going through. With what Zeth is going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's again, the bridge, right? Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's carrying it. Mm-hmm. The Skybreaker test was to take place in a modest sized town on the north border of the Pure Lake. Some people lived in the lake, of course, but sane society avoided that. Zeth landed. Well, he was landed. 
near the center of the town square, along with the other hopefuls, the main bulk of the skybreakers either remained in the air or settled onto the cliffs around the towns. Three masters landed near Zeth, as did a handful of younger men and women who could lash themselves. The group being tested today would include hopefuls like Zeth, who needed to find a master and swear the second ideal. I love, okay, and squires who had achieved that step already, but now needed to attract a spren and speak the third ideal. I love the progression. They're not fooling around. No, exactly. This is like, what you're going to do, and this, this you'll be able to accomplish yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a varied group. The skybreakers didn't seem to care for ethnicity or eye color. Zeth was the only shin among them. But the others included Makabaki, Reshi, Vorins, Irieli, and even one Thalen. Mm -hmm. A tall, strong man in a Maribethian wrap and an Asia's coat hefted himself from his seat on a porch. It took you long enough, he said in Asia's striding toward them. I sent for you hours ago. The convicts have escaped into the lake. Who knows how far they've gotten by now? They will kill again if not stopped. Find and deal with them. You'll allow them by the, sorry, you'll know them by the tattoos on their foreheads. Okay, so there's their mission given to them right away. It's funny, when I first, I remember when I first read this chapter, you know, eons mm -hmm. ago, I thought this was a test put up by the Skybreakers and that the right, criminals not an actual... were just pretend criminals. This was like an actual test test. Right. And then it became quite clear to me, like into the chapter that, oh no, no, this is actually, they're being hired. The Skybreakers are being hired by these people to do with this and this is their test. But right. like, it felt all very fake to me at the at the very beginning when I first, right, first that it read was, it. That it was set up. Mm -hmm. And I right. thought of that this time when I read it through again, I was like, oh yeah, I remember thinking that this was just like a play at first. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like the, oh, yeah. so there's some criminals in the pure, like you guys need to find them. Right. You know, like, uh, um, let's see how good you guys can do. Like, but then right. uh, uh, it's just really funny that my, my brain went there when I first read it. Well, and I think it's it's kind of cool that the Skybreakers are using a real example here mm -hmm. as a test. Right. Yeah. The Masters turned to the Squires and Hopefuls. Some of the more eager among them immediately went running towards the water. Several that could lash took to the sky. Mm -hmm. Zeth lingered among with four of the others. He stepped up to, Ka to Kai in her shoulder cloak of High Judge of Meribeth. Oh, yeah. High Judge of Maribethia. Mm -hmm. How did this man know to send for us? Zeth asks. It's a really interesting question. Eh? Zeth's first reaction is not to go towards the mission. Yeah. First reaction is to ask a question. Right. Like a real investigator. We have been expanding our influence following the advent of the new storm, she replied. The local monarchs have accepted us as a unifying martial force, and have given us legal authority. The city's high minister wrote to us via Spanread, pleading for help. And these convicts? A squire asked. What do we know of them and our duty here? So this squire that spoke up also quite uh, Yeah, there's like four or... of them that haven't, uh, as well as Zeth, <clears throat> that haven't ran right. full head into the thing. They, they right. also are asking questions. That's interesting. Yeah. 
This group of convicts escaped the prison there along the cliffs. The report says that they are dangerous murderers. I like how she puts that. The report says. Right, right. Your task is to find the guilty and execute them. We have writs ordering their deaths. I, I love this part because it comes back later in the mm-hmm. chapter and her li- this line here, your task <clears throat> is to find the guilty and right. execute them. And we have writs ordering their deaths. They're not saying these criminals who ran away are those, but she's right. saying your job is to find out who the guilty party is and execute right. them. And execute them. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's really cool. Like it's, it definitely serves itself upon a reread. Oh yeah. hundred percent. You know what I mean? Because you don't see, you don't know what those words mean until you get to the end of the chapter. Until you, yeah, yeah. you're right. So that's cool. I'm getting the benefit of that too on the first, on the first go with you. All of those who escaped are guilty. They are, is the, is the response. Mm -hmm. At that, several of the other squires left, hurrying to prove themselves, but still, Zeth lingered. Mm -hmm. Something about the situation bothered him. If these men are murderers, why were they not executed before? Ah, good question. Mm -hmm. uh, This area is populated by Reshi idealists, Zeth, son Naturo. Kai says, they have a strange, non-violent attitude even toward criminals. This town is charged with holding prisoners from all across the region, and Minister Kwati is paid tribute to maintain these facilities. Now that the murderers have escaped, mercy is withdrawn. They are to be executed. Okay. That valid was enough. reason, right? Yeah, valid, valid reason. reason, yeah. That was enough for the last two squires, who took to the sky to begin their search, and Zeth supposed... It was enough for him as well. These are skybreakers, he thought. They wouldn't knowingly send us after innocence. He could have taken their implied approval at the start, yet something bothered him. This was a test, but of what? Was it merely about the speed with which they could dispatch the guilty? He started towards the waters. Zeth son Naturo, Kai called to him. Yes. You walk on stone. Why is this? Each shin I have known calls stone holy and refuses to set foot on it. It cannot be holy. If it truly were, Master Kai, it would have burned me away long ago. He turned, he nodded to her and then stepped into the pure lake. Mm-hmm. Also, in like another hint of everything that I've ever known is false. Has, is false and changed, mm-hmm. yeah. The water was warmer than he'd remembered. It wasn't deep at all, reportedly. Even in the very center of the lake, the water wouldn't reach higher than a man's thighs, save for the occasional sinkhole. You are far beyond those others, the sword said. You're never going to catch anyone at this rate. That's funny. Again, urging him to be, you know, to to draw. I knew a voice like yours once, sword Nimi. The whispers? No, a single one in my mind when I was young. Zeth shaded his eyes, looking across the glistening lake. I hope things go better this time. A little the fly, little yeah. hint there of something more that we don't really get expanded on. I hope things go better this time. Mm-hmm. This time, you mean with a, a voice? Yeah, well, he says he had a single one in his mind when he was young. Right. 
So maybe that's his like his inner monologue that he's talking about, or maybe it's something more. We know that mm-hmm. there have been voices in people's heads in this series, and mm-hmm. we don't know whether and what like what this means for Zeth. Well, I think what I like to think it means is that it's High Spren testing the waters. Maybe. Like maybe he was being tested when he was younger and then just yeah. never went, got to that point and he's been like being put on hold or whatever this whole yeah. time. Yeah, maybe. I like that. Um, the flying squires would catch anyone in the open. So Zeth would need to search for less obvious criminals. He only needed one. One, the sword said. You're not being ambitious enough? Perhaps. Sword Nimi, do you know why you were given to me? Because you needed help? I'm good at helping. Mm-hmm. See, that sounds sinister to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, <clears throat> but why me? Zeth continued, trudging through the water. Nin said, I was never to let you leave my presence. It sounded like more of a burden than an aid. Mm-hmm. Yes, the sword was a shard blade, but one he'd been cautioned about drawing. The pure lake seemed to extend forever, wide as an ocean. Zeth's steps startled schools of fish, which would follow him, behind him, for a bit, occasionally nipping at his boots. Gnarled trees poked from the shallows, gorging themselves on the water, while their roots grasped the many holes and furrows in the lake bed. Rock outcrops broke the lake near the coast, but inward, the pure lake grew placid and more empty. Zeth turned parallel to the shore. You're not going the same way as the others. That was true. Honestly, Zeth, I have to be frank. You aren't good at slaying evil. We haven't killed anyone while you've held me. (laughs) I wonder, Sordnimi, did Nin Sun God give you to me? so I could practice resisting your encouragements? Or because he saw me as equally bloodthirsty? He did call us a good match. That's an interesting question. Yeah. Were they put together because they're equally bloodthirsty? Or is Nin putting Nimi in his hands... To resist him. To resist it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, very interesting, right? I love this. He's like... I'm not bloodthirsty, the sword said immediately. Yeah. yeah. I just want to be useful. <laughs> yeah, I want to be you. See, that also is creepy. I find that language of saying, um, I, I want to be useful. What was the other line on the previous page? I want to be, uh, I'm good at helping. Mm-hmm. I find that that's very um, uh, Stephen King for me. Yeah. The way that uh, a, a character or potential evil would would say a word that is not necessarily associated with right. like, like the word the word helping yeah the, you're not helping or the word <laughs> yeah yeah or or the word uh, useful. useful I want to be useful yeah but but it's it's completely uh, you know yeah sinister anyway I just I think that's great I want to be useful and not bored Zeth asks. Well, that too. The sword made some soft hums, imitating a human deep in thought. You say you killed many people before we met, but the whispers, you didn't take pleasure in destroying those who needed to be destroyed. I am not convinced that they needed to be destroyed. But you killed them. I was sworn to obey. By a magic rock. 
He had explained this past to the sword several times now. For some reason, it had difficulty understanding or remembering certain things. So Zeth reminded Nimi, the oath stone had no magic. I obeyed because of honor. And I sometimes obeyed evil or petty men. Now I seek a higher ideal. But what if you pick the wrong thing to follow? Couldn't you end up in the same place again? Can't you just find evil and then destroy it? <laughs> Sounds so simple, eh? Can't you just find evil? Simples. Yeah. And what is evil, Sword Nimi? I'm sure you can spot it. You seem smart, if increasingly kind of boring. So again, this, this enters in all the territory I was hinting at before. It gets into the definition of evil, which right. is which is very serious work. Yeah. Like, Yasna, get in here. Let's go. What would he... No, would that he could continue in such monotony? Nearby, a large twisted tree rose from the bank, and several of the leaves along one branch were pulled in. Seeking refuge inside the bark, someone had disturbed them. Zeth didn't give overt indication that he'd noticed but angled his walk so that he stepped beneath the tree. Part of him hoped that the man hiding in the tree had the sense to stay hidden. But he did not. The man leaped for Zeth, perhaps tempted by the prospect of obtaining a fine weapon. Zeth sidestepped, but without lashings he felt slow and awkward. He escaped the slashes of the convict's improvised dagger, but was forced toward the water. Finally, the sword said, All right, here's what you have to do. Fight him and win, Zeth. The criminal <laughs> rushed him. <laughs> Zeth ca- Thanks for the advice. So eager. Criminal rushed him. Zeth caught the hand with the dagger, twisting to use the man's own momentum to send him stumbling into the lake. Recovering, the man turned towards Zeth, who was trying to read what he could from the man's ragged, sorry appearance. Matted, shaggy hair reshy skin bearing many lesions the poor fellow was so filthy beggars and street urchins would find him distasteful company the convict passed his knife from one hand to the other wary then he rushed zeth again zeth caught the man by the wrist once more and spun him the water splashing predictably the man dropped his knife which zeth plucked from the water He dodged the man's grapple and in a moment had one arm around the convict's neck. Zeth raised the knife and before he formed conscious thought, pressed the blade against the man's chest, drawing blood. He managed to pull back, preventing himself from killing the convict. Fool. He needed to question the man. Had his time as truthless made him such an eager killer? Zeth lowered the the knife, but that gave the man an opening to twist and pull them both down into the pure lake. Zeth splashed into the water, warm as blood. The criminal landed on top and forced Zeth under the surface, slamming his hand against the stony bottom and making him drop the knife. The world became a distorted blur. This isn't winning, the sword said. I love that, that the sword says. This isn't uh, winning. Just in case you know, like, this isn't going <laughs> yeah. well. I told you what you had to do. Okay, here's what you have to do. Fight him and win. Yeah. This isn't winning. Yeah, this isn't winning. 
How ironic it would be to survive the murder of kings and shard bearers only to die at the hands of a man with a crude knife. It is quite uh, quite funny, that, eh? That would be ironic. Yeah. Zeth almost let it happen, but he knew fate was not finished with him yet. He threw off the criminal, who was weak and scrawny. The man tried to grab the knife, which was clearly visible beneath the surface, while Zeth rolled the other direction to gain some distance. Unfortunately, the sword on his back got caught between the stones. Oh yeah, Zeth growled and with a heave ripped himself free, breaking the sword's harness strap. The weapon sank into the water. Zeth splashed to his feet, turning to face the winded, dirty convict. The man glanced at the submerged silver sword. I love this imagery of the lake Mm -hmm. and the sword being there. It's like, you can't take your eyes off it. Yeah. This sword. His eyes glazed, and then he grinned wickedly, dropping his knife and dove for the sword. Interesting how this character, this criminal here, no hesitation in using the sword at all. Not at all. None. Complete opposite to Zeth. Mm -hmm. Curious, Zeth stepped back as the convict came up looking gleeful, holding the weapon. Mm -hmm. Zeth punched him across the face. His arm leaving a faint after image. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's like two, it's like two fists coming after him or whatever. Yeah. He grabbed the sheathed sword, ripping it from the weaker man's hands. Though the weapon often seemed too heavy for its size, it now felt light in his fingers. Oh. Mm -hmm. Almost as if the sword is like, oh, it's been heavy before. Well, how about this? (laughs) Right. How about if I lose some weight? Right. Am I easier now to use? Does that make it easier for you now? Let's destroy evil. Yeah. Yeah. What if I, what, what if I smell like strawberries? Yeah. That's that so funny. Help? He stepped to the side and swung it, sheath and all, at his enemy. The weapon struck the convict's back with a sickening crunch. The poor man splashed down into the lake and fell still. I suppose that will do, the sword said. Really, you should have just used me in the first place. Zeth shook himself. Had he killed the fellow after all, Zeth knelt and pulled him up by his matted hair. The convict gasped, but his body didn't move. Not dead, but paralyzed. Did someone work with you in your escape? Zeth asked. One of the local nobility, perhaps. What? The man sputtered. Von Makak. What have you done to me? I can't feel my arms, my legs. Did anyone from the outside help you? No. Why would you ask? The man sputtered. Wait. Yes, what do you want? Who do you want me to name? I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever you say, please. Zeth considered, not working with the guards then, or the minister of the town. Mm -hmm. How did you get out? New relic, the man said, crying. We shouldn't have killed the guard. I just wanted to see the sun again. Zeth dropped the man back into the water. He stepped onto the shore and sat down on a rock, breathing deeply. Not long ago, he had danced with a windrunner at the front of a storm. Mm -hmm. Today, he fought in shallow water against a half-starved man. Oh, how he missed the sky. That was cruel, the sword said, leaving him to drown. Better than than feeding him to a great shell, Zeth said. 
That happens to criminals in this kingdom. Both are cruel, the sword said. You know of cruelty, sword Nimi. Vivenna used to tell me that cruelty is only for men, as is mercy. Only we can choose one or the other, and beasts cannot. Hmm, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. You count yourself as a man? No, but sometimes she talked like she did, and after Shashara made me. She argued with Vasher, saying I could be a poet or a scholar. Like a man, right? Shashara? Well, that sounded like Shalash, the eastern name for the herald Shushdaughter God. So perhaps this sword's origin was with the heralds. Yeah, what do you make of this? It's, um... Is it, like, are we getting a bit of a history of the sword, the passing of hands? Or here? maybe a hint of something here? Um... Shashara, it sounds very much like Shalash, the Herald does, of Beauty. Yeah. And so um, Zeth is maybe positing here that maybe this sword's origin does have to do with one of the Heralds. One of the Heralds, yeah. Yeah. Zeth rose and walked up the coast back towards the town. Aren't you going to search for other criminals? I needed only one, Sword Nimi to test what has been told to me, and to learn a few important facts. Like how smelly convicts are? That is indeed part of the secret. He passed the small town where the master skybreakers waited, and then hiked up the hillside to the prison. The dark block of a structure overlooked the pure lake, but the beautiful vantage was wasted. The place had barely any windows. Inside the smell was so foul... He had to breathe through his mouth. The body of a single guard had been left in a pool of blood between cells. Zeth almost tripped over it. There was no light in the place save for a few sphere lamps in the guard post. I see, he thought, kneeling beside the fallen man. Yes, this test was indeed a curious one. Outside he noted some of the squires returning to the town with corpses in tow, though none of the other hopefuls seemed to have found anyone. Zeth picked his way carefully down the rocky slope to the town, careful not to drag the sword. Whatever Nin's reasons for entrusting him with the weapon, it was a holy object. Hmm. At, at the town, he approached the beefy nobleman, who was trying to make small talk with Master Kai, failing spectacularly. Nearby, other members of the town were debating the ethics of simply executing murderers, or holding them and risking this. Zeth inspected the dead convicts and found them as dirty as the one he had fought, though two were nearly as emaciated. There was a prison economy, Zeth thought. Food went to those in power while others were starved. You, Zeth said to the nobleman. I found only one body above. Did you really have a single guard posted to watch all of these prisoners? The nobleman sneered at him, a shin stonewalker. Who were you to question me? Go back to your stupid grass and dead trees, little man. The prisoners were free to create their own hierarchy, Zeth continued, and nobody watched to see they didn't make weapons, as I faced one with a knife. These men were mistreated, 
and locked in darkness and not given enough food. They were criminals, murderers. And what happened to the money you were sent to administrate this facility? It, didn't, it certainly didn't go towards proper security. I don't have to listen to this. Zeth turned from him to Kai. Do you have a writ of execution for this man? It is the first we obtained. <laughs> what? The nobleman said. Fear sprang boiled up around him. Zeth undid the clasp on the sword and drew it. A rushing sound like a thousand screams. A wave of power. Like the beating of a terrible, stunning wind. Colors changed around him. They deepened, growing darker and more vibrant. The city nobleman's cloak became a stunning array of deep oranges and blood reds. The hair on Zeth's arms stood on end, and his skin spiked with a sudden incredible pain. Destroy. Liquid darkness flowed from the blade, and then melted to smoke as it fell. Zeth screamed at the pain in his arm, even as he slammed the weapon through the chest of the blubbering nobleman. Flesh and blood puffed instantly into black smoke. Ordinary shard blades burned only the eyes, but this sword somehow consumed the entire body. It seemed to sear away even the man's soul. Evil. Veins of black liquid crept up Seth's hand and arm. He gaped at them and then gasped and rammed the sword back into its silvery sheath. He fell to his knees, dropping the sword and raising his hand, fingers bent and tendons taut. Slowly, the blackness evaporated from his flesh, the awful pain easing. The skin of his hand, which had already been pale, had been bleached to gray-white. The sword's voice sank to a deep muttering in his mind, its words slurring. It struck him as sounding like the voice of a beast falling into a stupor after having gorged itself. Mm -hmm. Zeth breathed deeply. Fumbling at his pouch, he saw the several spheres inside were completely drained. I will need far more stormlight if I'm ever to try that again. Remember what he said that uh, this Nin is said to him, right? Was that when you, when you draw it, you have to have a lot of stormlight or it will feed on your own soul. So it takes right. stormlight to activate and the, the, the few spheres he had in his pocket were com instantly drained and yep, then the sword gone. started draining him feeding right. on his soul. This is a, t I don't, I don't think I like this weapon at all. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't think I like this weapon. No, I don't. It's I being don't, useful I don't think though. I'm into this one. Well, it's useful in this instance. <laughs> I get, yeah, it's useful. It's helping. <sighs> I can help. Yeah, I can help. Ugh, it just, it's, it's creepy. I will need far more strongly. Yeah. The surrounding townspeople and squires and even master skybreakers regarded him with uniform horror. Zeth picked up the sword and struggled to his feet before fastening the sword's clasp. Holding the sheathed weapon in both hands, he bowed to Kai. I have dealt with the worst of the criminals. 
Mm-hmm. You have done well, she said slowly, glancing as where the, at where the nobleman had stood. There wasn't even a stain on the stones. We will wait and make certain the other criminals have been killed or captured. Wise, Zeth said. Could I beg something to drink? I suddenly find myself very thirsty. Mm-hmm. See, I think that's a, like, I don't know, that's a foretelling. I mean, he's, I don't know. Again, I, I think Zeth is going to become more, even more of a problem. I don't, I don't think this, I don't think him becoming a member of this order is. Is good. Is good. I don't yeah. think this is good. I think Nin, I don't know, like, I'm just, I'm currently viewing the Skybreakers as a problem. Right. Though, I'll say this. I'll say this. <clears throat> Regardless of whether you think this is problematic for Zeth, mm-hmm. isn't it fucking cool as hell? It's so cool as hell. Yeah. I like, mean, it's crazy You can equally cool, enjoy the the horrific yeah. nature of what's going horrific on. part of it, yeah, but also, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It's really awesome. Yeah, you're right. It's really awesome. You're right. I need to I need to come back to the awesomeness of what's on the page rather than focusing on... The on your worries for the future. Worries and, yeah, all my... <laughs> all my anxiety things. Okay. All right, so we get a little uh, POV thing mm-hmm. here. By the time all the escapees had been accounted for, the sword was stirring again. It had never fallen asleep. If a sword could do such a thing, rather, it had mumbled in his mind until it slowly became lucid. See, I think maybe that's a clue. Mm-hmm. The sword had never fallen asleep. Sill just said, oh, we never sleep. Mm-hmm. I think the sword is a spren. Okay. It sounded like hey. it sounded like <clears throat> Sword Nimi got completely drunk on whatever it was that he just yeah. drank, right? A little bit of yeah. stormlight, some of Zeth's soul, and probably the soul of the other dude got completely drunk and was like, "Hey," the sword said as Zeth sat on a low wall along the city. Did you draw me? I did, Sword Nimi. Great job. Did. We destroy lots of evil. <laughs> a great and corrupt evil. Wow. I'm impressed. You know, Vivenna never drew me even once. She carried me for a long time, too. Maybe a couple of days, even. And how long have I been carrying you? At least an hour, the sword said, satisfied. One or two or ten thousand, something like that. Has no, no concept of time. No or, concept yeah. of time, yeah. yeah. Kai approached, and he returned her water canteen. Thank you, Master Kai. I have decided to take you as my squire, Zeth Sunnaturo, she said. In all honesty, there was an argument among us over who would have the privilege. Ah. Mm -hmm. So he really passed the test. He bowed his head. I may swear the second ideal. You may. Justice will serve you until you attract a spren and swear to a more specific code. During my prayers last night, Winnow pronounced, sorry, proclaimed the high spren are watching you. I won't be surprised if it takes mere months before you achieve the third ideal. So Winnow is probably her spren. Right. And she's saying that Winnow has noticed that the high spren are watching him. Yeah. It would take him months to reach the third ideal. He says months. No, he would not take months. 
but he did not swear quite yet. Instead, he nodded toward the prison. Pardon, Master, a question. You knew this breakout would happen, didn't you? We suspected. One of our teams investigated this man and discovered how he was using his funds. When the call came, we were not surprised. It provided a perfect testing opportunity. Why not deal with him earlier? You must understand our purpose and our place, a fine point difficult for many squires to grasp. That man had not yet broken a law. His duty was to imprison the convicts, which he had done. He was allowed to judge if his methods were satisfactory or not. Only once he failed, and his charges had escaped, could we mete out justice. Zeth nodded. I swear to seek justice, to let it guide me, until I find a more perfect ideal. These words are accepted, Kai said. She removed a glowing emerald sphere from her pouch. Take your place above, squire. Zeth regarded the sphere, and then, trembling, breathed in the stormlight. It returned to him in a rush. The skies were his once again. I love the language used here, the same as Kaladin Similar uses. Kaladin, yeah. Um, there's a part here that we literally just talked about that I wanted to point yeah. out to you. Sure. That man had not yet broken a law. Right. And once he did, once it became clear to the outside world that he had been breaking the law, then they could act. Right. But they couldn't act until he had broken the actual law. Even though he was sort of breaking it before, it hadn't become clear yet. So it's kind of like what we were talking about before about justice. You know, mm-hmm. when when does... This is... It gets back to our long, long conversations about uh, Yasna yeah. and the lesson in the alley. Those right. men had not attacked her yet. No, she couldn't they be one hundred percent sure that those no. men in the alley were the the reason why those people had died previously. So up until right. they attacked her, she couldn't know for sure whether or not they were the guilty party. But right. she attacked them and brought justice to them before it became clear. So it's just really interesting right. that you know Yasna, whom we love has that side of things. And these skybreakers whom we don't know and you're a little bit skittish on has this other kind of thought, right? We can't do anything until the moment we can do something. So Yeah, so I I, I do commend the skybreakers in in a way about that. Mm-hmm. Um that they're waiting for the infraction to happen. Right. But also to ya like this is the thing. Do you wait for something bad to happen? Or do you strike first and do preventative? So what Yasna did surprised me because her whole character, I feel, is based on devotion to finding information. Mm -hmm. And yet in that moment of the lesson, it was not information that I guess led her to act. Or although I supposed you had suspicion so you, you knew that those men were guilty or you thought they were, mm-hmm. but then you preemptively took them out of the game, took them off the board. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, there's something, I can't quite work it out, uh, why that still bothers me. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it probably will b- bother Yasna. you though, the, like, you know, forever. Maybe, 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 maybe yeah, what you need is a full a... reread and then you'll be able to process <laughs> it a little bit more. Um, what's your highlight for this, uh, this oh, chapter? Oh, this chapter? Oh, I think, oh, I don't know. Hang on. I think it's Zeth's uh, detective. I think it's Batman. Yeah, it's really cool, you right? You know, 
it, it's like, you know, the others rush off immediately. Okay, uh, what's the deal? Prisoners have escaped. I'm defined the guilty. Oh, so I, I just make a direct uh, uh, connection there. So it's the criminals mm-hmm. that I need to kill. And I'm going to do that. Uh, the one thing that I don't like, actually, about this Skybreakers thing is that they allow the hunting down of the criminals by the other hopefuls. Mm-hmm. And corpses are brought back. Knowing the true I mean, criminal is not them. Well, I mean, it's just, what is justice then? Like, so you bring this test on hopefuls. The hopefuls make the mistake by hunting down the criminals. These criminals kill- were supposed to be executed anyways because they escaped. I don't think they were. Well, the magistrate, not the guy who was running the, the, the jail, but the magistrate said that once they escaped... They were to be killed. They, leniency was oh, seen to them because they were murderers. Right. But they escaped because the funds weren't used. Right. Right. So, so it's kind of like blaming the criminal for something that happened because of uh, dereliction of duty, if you will, of a, of a, yeah. I don't know. Again, it's, it. They're, it they're definitely walking the line, right? They're walking the line. Yeah. It doesn't, uh. None of them are absolved right. here, in my opinion. The Skybreakers are guilty, as the others are, and Zeth included. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, Zeth, and, and, even, and even executing um, a uh, magistrate, or, sorry, what was the prisoner's, uh, the prison keeper's uh, position? Oh, um, I forget what they, I don't remember how what they, they worded said. it. Uh, I think they refer to him as nobleman. Right. So even even after killing this 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 nobleman, like how is that justice? Yeah, it says, uh, he was a nobleman, and he was just in charge. So I'm I, I'm going to push back on this. The administrator. This yeah, I think that the concept of justice has yet to be revealed here in this story. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I would that's how I would see well, it. Well he uh Zeth kind of struggles with it at the end there when he's like, well shouldn't you guys have done something if you knew that he was right. mistreating these people? Right. So like okay, I'm I'm ready to like uh to follow these ways, but he's also questioning them. So mm-hmm. yeah, but well, we'll see where that leads. Um my highlight is is Sword Nimi. <laughs> I I absolutely right. love the character that is the sword yeah. when he says, uh, "Did we? Did you draw me? Yeah, I uh, I did. Great job. <laughs> yeah, He's great. like, great job. <laughs> and it, it, like when we're getting, when you and I are together in person, I'll play for you that ending of that chapter on um, yeah. on the audible when Michael Kramer reads the lines. It's so great. Yeah. He, there's this playfulness about oh, about really? Sword Nimi's okay. character, like just the voice. Great job. Wow. Like the way he speaks is just really, really <laughs> playful. It almost reminds me a little bit of Wit, how Wit has that kind of oh, like okay. that, yeah, yeah, that kind yeah, of playfulness. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Sword Nimi is amazing. It's unlike talking about breaking the mold. Mm-hmm. You know, shard blades are a very specific way. Yeah. And then they become different whenever we find out that shard blades, when you bond a spren, is different. And then now Azure has a different kind of blade 
and then now this is an even more different kind of blade. We've never seen anything like Sword Nimi. This is right. this is something else entirely. With the the liquid dripping off of it turning to smoke. Like yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty, really, really cool. It's pretty fierce. And also like the fact that when you use it, if you don't if you don't happen to have enough stormlight around you, mm-hmm. it then can rob parts of your soul. Yeah, like it, it feeds on your soul. Yeah. Talk about a vampire. Yeah, yeah, seriously, right? Yeah, so yeah, everything that's comes cool. back in circles there. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. Um, yeah, so let's uh, um, let's go into the uh, the info dump. We want to say thank sure. you very much to uh, Buzzkill Joe for all the uh, mm-hmm. info dumpery that he provides. Um, <laughs> chapter ninety, uh, reborn, uh, obviously taking place in the Pure Lake. Kai is a master skybreaker with golden hair. She's tall and imposing. We love a tall and imposing lady, just like uh, uh, Brienne of Tarth. Brienne. Um, we um the name Vasher comes up. You asked if we had heard that name before. And Buzzkill here had just has a former wielder of sword Nimi, supposedly always drew it. So maybe uh, it was my mistake that uh I said earlier that we had heard it. Um it doesn't seem like we have. Um the uh, uh we learned about the skybreakers and how they've been around for a very long time and we kind of get a clear vision of how their order works. The, the all we literally have words for all the five ideals, which is an amazing, amazing thing. You know, we we don't we don't have this kind of clarity in anything else. The the other orders are just kind of making it up as they go along, right? So, uh, very very cool. And another point here he wants to make is that the um, uh, the skybreaker lawmen law people are clothing themselves in the local lawkeeper garb. So they're allowed to just come into mm-hmm. these areas and dress up like their their officers and their investigators and just and just dress like them. It's just really, really cool. It's very it's like they've been given carte blanche. You can do whatever you want and you can dress like our lawmen. Well so, it's like they they they've they've been marshaled. They've yeah, been like pretty uh, much you know yeah. yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, chapter 91, Why He Froze. Not a lot here going on in this chapter. It's a very small one. Um, Tux is obviously uh, Cal's first sergeant. He dies at some point, and then Cal ends up being the one to lead that squad. Um, um, the It says here, the fierce spren uh, crawled around the banks uh, of the Sea of Glass, as big as an axe hound, but longer and thinner. So yeah, we're getting a kind of a little bit of a dis- different description of these spren here. Um, we also get one for um, glory spren. A small flock of uh, uh, spren flew above them with bulbous bodies, long wings, and flowing tails. And instead of a head, each one had a glowing ball floating right in front of its body. And that that glowing ball is probably the part that we see in our world. Um, it sort of looks like a floating thing above people's heads whenever they have glory, which kind of reminds mm. us of like a crown of some kind. Um, and then uh, Spren don't eat, don't sleep. And then still says they might actually feed off humans, maybe off of your emotions. So that's really, really interesting. Um, chapter 92, warm, uh, water warm as blood. Uh, obviously, uh, the minister, Kwati, is the, the, the nobleman. That's his name. Um, he, uh, <laughs> the note here that Buzzkill has is this guy had a, has a bad time. <laughs> um, <laughs> this guy has a bad time. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, Winnow is the name of Master Key's bonded high spren. There is a couple of different things. Gods of the Pure Lake known as Vunmaka and Nuralik. 
of co- and there's a little quote here right. from Way of Kings. Of course, Colonel. New Relic was their god, but you always pretended that he wasn't. Von Maka, his younger spiteful brother, had to be tricked into thinking that you worshipped him. Otherwise, he'd get jealous. So we already <laughs> kind of have a little bit of basis, a historical basis for these characters, for these names. Um and then there's uh, Vivenna, another former wielder of sword Nimi. Supposedly, she never drew him. And then it says Shashara was the one to make sword Nimi. And then there's the note here from uh, from Zeth that maybe it was the Herald Shalash, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's all we have here. There's a couple of other things that um, uh, that he's written down, but they're things that I can't really tell you about. So, um, yeah. Uh-huh. So thank you very much for to Buzzkill Joe for all the work that he does on these uh, info dumps. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want to be part of the conversation and join the community, you can go at Heroes of Catherine. Uh, no, no, you can go to uh, patreoncom Heroes of. Um, we are going to be getting back in the swing of things here, and there are a couple of um, of uh, live reads coming up. So you want to make sure that you're part of that and that you get to, to experience those live with us. And Jack and I, I think in the new year, are going to try to do maybe once a month a like a nighttime meetup where we drink some wine and we talk to our our, our buddies on Discord. Where they, they miss us and we haven't really had a, a lot of time to spend with them. Mm-hmm. We did this thing once where we like kind of created a, a playlist with them on Spotify, which was really fun. And yeah, we're going to try to do those things a couple more times, a, a little with more re- regularity. Uh, I think mm-hmm. we really miss our, our, our friends online. So if you want to be part of that, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash heroes of and, uh, and join in the fun. If you want to reach out and tell us what you thought about the episode or what you think about us in general, you can do so at heroes of a at gmail.com. You can reach out on the subreddit, uh, the, the storm pod or the Facebook page, the storm pod, or you can always find us on Instagram at uh, uh, the storm pod as well. So yeah, uh, reach out to us. We love hearing from you. Jack, uh, next chat, yes. uh, next episode, I, we're doing three another three chapters. Yeah, it's great. I like this. Yeah, it's nice that the the, the chapters are a little bit smaller that we can kind of group them together, get yeah. through this. Uh, no, I'm this, into it. Like I said to you before, uh, this part is is twelve chapters long, and this is three. So hopefully, we'll be able to maybe do a couple of chapters, uh, a couple of episodes uh, coming up here, and we can get get this thing rolling. Um, anyways, everyone, uh, thank you so much for listening. We love you very much. Until next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes Of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Akathra. <laughs>